Welcome to Born for the Trades. I'm your host, Mandeep, and sitting virtually next to my co-host, Shreya. Hi, everybody. Today, we have amazing guests on our show, and his name is Dan Antonelli, President and Chief Creative Officer of Hick Charge Creative. is a recognized leader in reshaping home service business branding with over 25 years of experience. He has authored notable books like Building a Big, Small Business Brand and the amazing bestseller, Branded, Not Blended, Not Branded. Right, Dan? Yep, that's it. <laughs> welcome welcome to our show, Dan. Welcome, Thank Dan. you. I'm so stoked to be on here. I finally got the invite. I feel like I got called up from the minor leagues to be in the major leagues now, and I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Join us as we dive deep into the world of home service entrepreneurship interacting with industry leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs about their experiences, challenges, and victories. Through their inspiring stories, we hope to equip our listeners with the tools and knowledge they need to succeed in the competitive home service industry. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, tune in to Born for the Trades podcast for invaluable insight and real-world inspiration. And I know when you mentioned that, Dan, we love you from day one. And your name is on our top of the list. And I told you the reason that we were waiting. You were on everyone's podcast. And Shreya and I said, like, okay, we just got to wait. And yeah, we can't are. stop hearing about you, which is a great thing. But honestly, we can't. I hear about you on private meetings, on Facebook, on the podcast. So, you know, as a celebrity in the industry and everything, thanks for taking the time out of your day uh, to, to come meet and talk with us. Um, and wanted to really congratulate you on your new venture and talk about that today and how that's going to change. Um, kick, kick, kick charge sorry i was looking okay. at my meetings are called kickstart meetings <laughs> <laughs> no so, congratulations uh, yeah how did Thank this you. partnership with with tommy come about can you kind of tell us the backstory of how this happened yeah tommy and i were, were talking you know probably about maybe six to ten months ago about um you know we knew at that time that he was working um with with pe on his own firm with with a1 garage um and he said after that deal goes through i really want to do something with you because i share that vision and that mission that you have of trying to figure out how we can help even more home service companies um and so I want to help you grow. I want to help you reach more people and be able to serve the trades. And so like for me, like that was, it, it wasn't, a you know, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about, um, you know, Hey, we can get rich doing this. It was, it was, Hey, we can really affect more and more people with this mission that we both share and and you know i'm sure you guys are, are huge fans of tommy's and, and what he believes in right and and so for me it was really intriguing it was like well i mean not that i've taken it as far as i can take it but you know we've grown every year and we grow incrementally but this was an opportunity for us to really accelerate the growth and to put some um real efforts into marketing like we're we're a branding agency and a marketing agency that does really no marketing <laughs> so right. so because like everybody knows who you are it's yeah so mouth, right <laughs> we're blessed with that piece of it but it was just like hey we can like 
this year, I think we're going to probably brand maybe 250 home service companies. And, you know, Tommy's idea is like, listen, I want us to be doing 500 a year. I want, I want to figure out how we get to 500. Oh, wow. and, and so you just kind of work backwards as far as, well, what would we need? Like, it's not that impossible when you think about the resources that you need to sort of make that happen. So, you know, we started planning like, well, what would it look like? How many more people would we need? And staffing up and and so that's the part that we've been really working on is to build infrastructure so that we can really manage that growth i mean for for a while like six months ago we were probably booked out a solid six months just to start with us yeah. um right. and so like i hated that because you know there's people that really need help now and like we couldn't help them so we're like we'll take a deposit and you know then you could wait your turn and we'll help you when we can. But, you know, we've, we've got that time down to about two months now, which I think is a, a reasonable time period to be able to, two months, to two months is great because I know a lot of, lot of uh, our even clients, uh, they wanted to get the branding done. And uh, you were, you, like you said, like six months you were out. So yeah. what did you do to ramp that up? Like, do you add more resources? Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we now have uh, five full-time brand people on staff, plus me. I probably count like for like a half of, of, of a person. Including um, you? <laughs> Take a break, Dan. Half of a person. <laughs> so, so we added more staff there. We added more designers on staff. We added more writers on staffs. Um, so, you know, we've been working on that. It's a very difficult skill set to find as far as people that are really skilled in developing brands because it's not just – how do we develop a cool logo? It's how do we think about brand story? How do we integrate this into a meaningful truck wrap design? How do we create visuals that will connect with consumers? Like, so there's a, a lot. It's not just like, I want to say, you know, that most graphic designers really are not brand people. Um, right. They're really good at graphic design, but but designing brands and how they live in those other environments is a very unique skill set. So illustrators, I, I remember hard. you mentioned that illustrators, like uh, yeah, that you, you definitely need a solid like illustrator yeah. that knows about like you know brand. Hundred percent, yeah. So, uh, but one by one, like we've been finding really good people and just adding them to the staff. And what's nice about that too is is now with those additional um, designers and and brand people on staff is is you know we have so many different vantage points of different designers so so now instead of like me and one other designer collaborating or two other designers now we've got like a team of people hmm. who bring different skills and assets to the equation as well so maybe one is a little bit better at, at illustration and then the other is amazing at topography and like so like the collaboration between basically six of us at this point is crazy because like where we start and then where we finish is almost it's so much better product because we've got you know sort of this firepower of all these amazing designers on staff now so you know it, it we have a slack channel that we share all our work in and we we all collaborate that way and it's just really cool to see you know how we arrive at a, at a at a brand because it's it's sometimes a combination of like five of us where our, our sort of fingerprints are all into this one finished product and it's better than when it was just two, three or, or four of us, you know, it's it just gotten better because there's more people that bring that experience to the, to the table. Um, no, and so, no, you know, between all the team that we have, 
I mean, we, we've got to be pushing close to four or 5,000 brands collectively that we've all designed over our careers. So that, wow. you know, that experience, like, I, I, is somewhat unparalleled, I think, to, to, to pull all those resources together in one single place, I think is pretty cool. By the way, that's a, that's a great number. I thought like, uh, it was like close to 2,500, but it's, so it's, it's 2000 that, that kick charge has done on its own. It's like, yeah, 2,500 roughly on, on its own, but you add in, you know, these guys and what they've been doing in their entire careers. And you add that to the yeah. mix and it's a lot. Makes sense. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 artists. It, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. totally makes sense. And now looking at like, that's like amazing collaboration with Tommy and to reach maximum, like, you know, home service industries to help them with the branding. So what's your goal? Like what, what's your strategy to revamp, like uh, how to outreach to that level to help as many as contractors? What's your strategy, like marketing so, standpoint? You know, one of the things that we really want to try to leverage more is do a lot more video. Um, we very rarely have done any video. I mean, things like this are great, but, you know, talking about the results from the owner perspective is what we have not done hardly any of, you know, I know people go on your show and they may talk about the experience and, and kind of what it means to them. But, you know, one of the things about brand that I think is overlooked in the process, when people say, I want to get a new brand, I don't, I don't think they really understand on the other side of that equation, how it affects so many other things. And so that message, I wanna try to get that out more. So um, yeah, we got a, a really awesome new logo. We got awesome new uniforms. We got a, a kick-ass truck wrap, um, but it gave me the confidence to believe that we could do more. It, it made my employees more confident that they could sell at higher average tickets. It yes. made my marketing work so much better because people knew our name and didn't have to rely on Google to delivering it. So there's so many of those aspects of the story. And I talk about it in the book, but I, I think from a owner perspective, hearing another owner talk about how the brand has affected um, not just the marketing, but the culture. You know, you look right. at Amanda and I think, did you guys have Amanda on your show yet? Amanda Triola from Grasshopper? I just Not reached yet. out to, I just reached out okay. to her. Yes. You, you have to get her on, but you know, what she's been able to build, um, I think is just a great example of a brand and, and a name that we came up with, we created for her. Um, and I went to visit her facility and you walk inside and you see what this brand means. Um, yes. and, and she doesn't have recruitment problems. She doesn't have marketing problems. You know, it's, it's people, you know, already know what it's like to work there because of the messaging that she puts out there. And, and, you know, she's got people that her, 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 her problem is turning away people because there's too many people that want to work there, you know, so, you know, because that's of work culture. Of, because of, because of yeah. the amazing work culture she has like, exactly. And then you look at her booking rates, like, you know, yeah. so booking rates is like 93%. Well, well, why is it 93%? It's because the people calling them already have an expectation as far as what it is that Grasshopper means and signifies and delivers. So, um, you know, getting some of those stories out through video, um, you know, Tommy obviously is a really big believer in this. And, and I think Tommy is also just a really good example of someone you see, you see owners sometimes make the argument that they're too big to change or they're too big to rebrand. Yeah. Right. And, and Tommy was at 30 million or so when we rebranded him three years ago. And, and by all benchmarks, you would say he was killing it. 
right? Like, who, you know, why would you change at a $30 million company? Um, obviously, something was working to get it to $30 million. But he looked at it and it says, well, yeah, we got to 30, but maybe we could have been at 50 if we had a better brand. You know, totally. so more mindset about that as far as knowing that nothing you're doing today is good enough for tomorrow. Um, and that whole idea that, you know, the comfort zone is a beautiful place that nothing grows in. Um, you know, that right. whole mindset he really believes in. And so I think, you know, just the thought of working with him, figuring out ways that we can get this messaging out there. And and I also, if you've read Tommy's book, Elevate, you you hear him talk about what it means to um, to be an owner and to um, basically share um, the rewards with the people who work for you. Um, and so it, it wasn't so much of, well, I, I want to do this. Um, and even me personally, like it, it wasn't about me doing this because of what it meant for me. It was like, well, what does, what would this mean for the company? Like what, what could we do right. for the employees? Um, how could we leverage this to build an even better place and give more to the team, right? So so I think that the aspect of where he comes from and the mindset of how he treats his employees was attractive to me. Because it wasn't about, hey, Dan, let's do this and we'll both make a lot of money. It was like, hey, let's do this and we could both help a ton more people. And that right. mindset is appealing to me because it's not, it's not, I mean, listen, we all want to make a good living, but it, it, it was more the mindset is driven from a pure perspective and the motive was the really the right motive. So, you know, I, I probably could have sold, you know, or sold the company, you know, many times, but it, it just, it just wasn't about the right partner at, at those particular points. Um, you, so, you found the right partner at the right yeah. time. And he, Tommy is all about like achieving dreams of their employees yeah. who work for you. Right. And it's, it, that's exactly right. The right phrase there, Mandeep is, is the dreams, right? So how can I help, and how can we help more people achieve their dreams, right? How can right. we yeah. can we leverage this opportunity? Um, so, so like I said, we you know we've got some some big goals and it, and it's really exciting. And and personally for me, I just also like the fact that I'm 28 years of running this this agency by myself, right? So um, sometimes that's a lonely a lonely place to be in. You know, man, deep, you know what it's like. Like sometimes I, it's, it is, it's, it is. I just want to add one thing here for mm -hmm. the listeners, like, you know, to all those entrepreneurs, it's lonely at the top. And that's what exactly you just said, Dan, it's lonely at the top. You, I know like you have your amazing team, you have beautiful family, everything, but you're lonely at the top. Yeah. And, and so now it's just nice that like, I can send him a text any point of the day, I get a response right away. And, and if it's a win that I'm sharing with him, he, he shares that enthusiasm with me. And, and he, he, you know, he's able to, you know, it's just nice feeling like you've got another person. Like my team here was always like that. Like, I, I don't want you to think that it, it, I, you know, was completely alone, but it's different, you know? So like having him uh, vested in our success and, and sharing his ideas about things we can do, um, to me, it was just very different, but it's just been, uh, you know, an amazing thing for me. So I'm really grateful to Tommy and, and, you know, it was just, um, you know, again, just a tremendous opportunity that, that, um, that we have to do more for the trades. I mean, I'm so grateful for what the trades has, um, done for me, my team, um, and, you know, the gratitude that we all feel when, we get those texts and those messages like, oh my God, like, you know, we just hit this revenue goal or, you know, I just had to hire five more people. Like there's, there's so many lives being impacted and changed 
by what we're doing. And honestly, I, you know, I, I can't see it getting old. You know what I mean? Like, you know what it's like, like, you know, the deal, like, I know, like you see this probably all the time, Shrey, and the stuff that you do and, and how the stuff that Joe talks about and then what it does to that, to that company. And sometimes they don't even change things about like they hired 10 more people, but, but yet they're able to uh, pay their people better because they're making more money um, and they're able to treat their employees to, to different perks and benefits. Um, you know, I just got an, a message today from a client who his revenue is up 40% year over year from, from last year. And he said, Dan, I didn't, I didn't change anything. My average tickets were up $4,000. Mm-hmm. Um, our marketing spend is less than 4%. And we grew a million dollars in revenue. Um, and and I grew my net from like 10% to, I think he's at 18% now. And, oh, wow. and so like you see stuff like that also. And it's just, again, really gratifying to see how when you put all these processes and this blueprint in, in place, how these things really can can work very and well. That comes, and that all like uh, comes from all that like you know disruptive marketing that you know you talk about. And for the listeners, yeah. those who don't know about disruptive marketing, like Shreya and I really wanted to like you know discuss this with you so that you know we can provide more value. So Dan, yeah. please share more about that. So so the idea, and again, the data that we keep getting is just just amazing. And I know I've shared some of this data with with you, Mandeep, because I know you're a data guy because you're driven by what is actually going to convert those visits to the website. Um, and so looking at some of this data, as far as how many people are, are now searching the name of these disruptive brands in those communities. Um, and so you look at the people who are not typing in heating repair near me and instead just typing in the brand that they've seen there on their neighbor's driveway where they've seen in the community and they keep seeing it. And so it's this battle of the minds of the consumers out in the street and if I can capture their minds by doing something disruptive, doing something that feels unique and different, um, then I'm going to win online. I'm going to help you build a website that will be, first of all, on brand. Second of all, converting well because they already have an expectation based on the visuals that they've been seeing in the community, right? So they expect great things because we've branded them in a way to have Mrs. Jones expect great things, right? So, you know, if you look at the comparisons of, uh, conversion rates on a company with a poor brand versus right. a good brand. I mean, it sounds painfully obvious to say this, but the better brands are going to win every day, you know? Yeah. And so you'll no spend doubt. more, you spend less money with Google. Um, I mean, I like to say that Google loves, you know, really poor brands. That's their oh, favorite yeah. customer. That's you have true. a poor brand, you're going to just keep paying Google and and that will never stop until you basically stop that hemorrhaging <laughs> and build a better brand for your business. No, 100%. Yeah. And I think you always uh, mentioned, like, I have seen your post that you mentioned, like, uh, this company, this brand has got like 110% growth, mm-hmm. uh, 200. Yeah. So how, how, how do you get those numbers? Like, do you like go get those numbers, like from the companies? Like, how mm-hmm. do you measure? Yeah. Per- I mean, a lot of them are, are just really excited to share the numbers. Um, They're like, oh my God, like we're up this much. Um, And again, I, I don't want people to, to believe for a second that the shiny new brand solves poorly run companies. Uh, you know, it's it's part of the mix. It's part of the blueprint. There's other things that they're doing, um, like working with Joe, work, working with you guys to, to figure out how to do marketing well, how to do their online stuff well, how to do their sales process well. But, you know, to get, it's often just the one 
single piece that's the catalyst for this change that happens. And it affects so many parts of their business that they don't even realize when they signed up with us that that's what was going to happen. So they're truly genuinely like really excited to share the numbers uh, with us. And, you know, you get a random text out of the blue, like, hey, just reaching out. I want to let you know, you know, we're killing it. Thank you so much. And like, that's what drives us. And even the people here, too, I think what what's different about KickCharge from a branding agency that maybe works with bigger companies like Fortune 500 companies, um, which I never wanted to do ever in my career. Um, I, I wanted the work to make a difference, but when we share those those messages with the team, that's I think also what gets them excited because um, while we love making cool and pretty things and and it's it's neat, it's more about how mm. those things affect people's lives. And, right. and some of the people here worked for bigger agencies. They worked on the Verizon account or something like that. Like, yeah. who, how many lives have I changed if I had helped Verizon sell a few more phone subscriptions? That is right. an you know? interesting way to see it. I love that. You know, so that yeah. part, I think, is what these these guys and everyone here gets really excited about is is the work that we're doing it and we really believe this to our heart is that um we design as if lives were at stake mm -hmm. and that's why i get like you see me sometimes online and i get somewhat a little um i don't know if mad's the right word probably is the right word oh <laughs> about like the white van with a, a home service sort yeah of thing. Just, what does that mean <laughs> just things that are done so poorly and mm -hmm. and it and it makes me sad that somebody sold them that for their business when their livelihood is dependent on on that designer knowing how to do their jobs and they failed so miserably that makes me angry just the same way mandeep when you see a website and you know that it was never built correctly. You right. know, it's never going to help them get good rankings. Um, and it's sad, like they got sold something by someone that they expected to have an expertise in delivering a product that would help their business grow. And it's going to fail. It's never going to work properly. So when I see that stuff, um, it makes me sad because there's, there's obviously wasted money, but it's also just missed opportunities, you know, like yeah. this owner's livelihood is based on you knowing how to do your job 100%. and you sold him something that will never accomplish that. So, um, it makes me sad when I see, um, owners struggling sometimes because part of the reasons why they're struggling is because that brand is not helping their marketing efforts. It's it's hampering them. They're working against it. It's why their close rates are so bad. It's why they can't increase their average tickets. It's why they can't hire more people. So um yeah, that, you know, somewhat gets me um a little sad. Um and you know, I hate to be critical like that, but I I can look at things and I know that it's not going to work. It's not going to achieve the the objectives. And I feel like whoever sold it to them should know better. That's that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah. And covering this subject, I want to go a little deeper on it, just more specifically what you look for in, in these mistakes. So people are a little bit more educated in their decisions that they're making for their branding. Uh, what do you think is overdue for innovation and transformation in this space? And, and what are those specific things that people can look out for and be able to tell if, you know, it's not going to be as effective for them, the branding? I think, I mean, there's a lot um of things that are not being done well Most but important ones um i i like people to understand that the brand needs to communicate um a promise to that consumer it needs to set a level of expectation to that homeowner um as far as what they would get if you came to their home 
And, and so the brand needs to counter the bias that homeowners bring to the table about working with contractors in general. And it's a stereotype, but that's, that's just, that's the definition of a bias. It's, so a lot of, a lot of owners sometimes develop brands that are built for them. Like they personally like it and they forget that the demographic is a woman. Okay. Mm -hmm. 70 to 80% of the home service decision-making occurs from a, from a woman. So um, these overtly masculine brands um, don't, don't make her feel at ease. Like she's, she's already worried about who's coming to her home. So why would we put a brand out that um, is intimidating to her? Um, so that's, that's certainly one thing, like we talked, you mentioned earlier, like just the white vans, like if you're running around with white vans, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, like, it's really time to start thinking about not running around in a white van, because it's very difficult to be disruptive uh, with mm-hmm. a white van. So you tend to blend in um, and not, not stand out. Um, you know, you see a lot of mascots that are just rendered poorly, not rendered for the medium, like the medium is an outdoor medium, right? So when you think about how mascots have to be rendered as a certain way, they have to be rendered so that they're legible and you could discern them from a distance. It's not looking at the monitor. It's looking at something that's 15, 20 feet away at most times. So you see issues like that. And then there's just fundamental graphic design things that you continue to see um, red and red and blue. Great. You want to touch base on red and blue, which is like very red and blue. You know, listen, red <laughs> and blue is is a common color scheme, and that's basically the problem with it is that it's a common color scheme. So, um, uh, you know, thinking that everyone every, every time someone sees red and blue, they're immediately going to think about your brand only and not a whole bunch of other things that are red and blue, uh, especially your competitors, where a lot of them are probably already red and blue. Like, wouldn't you be better off if you were, um, you know, orange and apple green? Right. Yeah. You know, that was the last one I saw that somebody's like, what do you think? It, there's a, the blue tones and then there's this orange one. And then they were like, I don't really like the orange one, but that's the one Dan likes. And I'm like, then pick that one because I see why it's disruptive. It's disruptive it branding. It's that sunset yeah. orange that maybe you wouldn't expect and it stuck out a lot more. So they yeah. picked that one. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. This and this morning I got literally got goosebumps. So you recently created that brand, Dan. It's called Macasm, and yeah, yeah, and Macasm, right? How, yeah, Macasm. Yeah, Macasm. And uh, the website we're working on the website, the homepage just came out. Oh my god, the colors, like colors are like you know just outstanding. Like you yeah. talk about disruptive. And yeah, I'm so so proud of your work, Dan. Like, and and my team gets excited. Uh, once once they get like you know logo, not like regular logo, but you yeah, know yeah, yeah. brand brand from your side. So keep doing yeah, work. and and that's that's Mayner. I mean, listen, Mayner's a, a um, Mayner. you know a really good guy, you know, and him and his wife, Both. you know, really small company, you know, and this yes. was a huge expenditure for him. So he's again trusting us with his livelihood, basically, yes. and we renamed his company too. So that yes. was that was another piece wow. of it. Yes. And, uh, you know, he just, he just messaged me. I'm looking at his, his screenshot here, you know, the best decision of my life. Like that just means the world to us, you know, and, and he's got the right team with you working on the digital. Like to me, this is a no brainer. Like he's just going to kill it. Like, and it's really exciting to see stuff like that happen. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I think this is, this is one thing that uh, I know, like a lot of people know about this, uh, you know, like we always like as a human being, like I also had like setbacks, but maybe in childhood. Yeah. 
And it's not about just financial setbacks. Sometimes you get like, you know, health wise. And I want to know, like an audience want to know what's your take on your life? What's your perspective on, on your life after having open heart surgery? So <laughs> I know it's listen, like very open heart surgery was 100% like the, the best thing that ever happened to me. So obviously, you know, my kids being born, like that's a different category. Right. But for, for me, you really got, it, it really forced me, first of all, to take stock and to recognize that my time here is, is limited. Like I shouldn't really be here even today. Right. So, um, the, the, the surgeon basically saved, saved my life. Like they did some tests and they found a bunch of stuff wrong with me. Um, and it was actually a second opinion. The first cardiologist said I was fine. Right. Oh so my gosh. they were like, you would be dead very likely within the next 60 days. Like if you hadn't taken care of this. So, um, it, it forced me to take stock. It, it forced me to, um, live a life that is more gracious to be more grateful for what I have um, and to also um, the notion that every day is really a, a gift and to really make make the most of it. Um, and so I've really tried my best to to live in that um, that mindset. You know, they they wheel you into that OR and it's a really scary place. Uh, uh, I don't know how else to say it, you know, and, and like, like there's no, there's no hearses with luggage racks that are following you into the OR, uh, or to the funeral home if you don't make it, you know? So, so I've tried to live a little bit more in the moment, tried to be grateful. Um, and, um, you know, just, just incredibly blessed to still be here, um, and to be able to still change people's lives and help people, um, in the trades is, is like, I just feel really fortunate, um, that, that, that happened. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, obviously the not dying part was kind of cool. Um, but it was, um, it was literally like one of the best things to ever, uh, ever happen to me. And I, and I just always just try to look at life from that mindset. First of all, you don't know what's happening tomorrow. Um, so if there's things that you want to accomplish, sooner just recognize that tomorrow may never come right so right. don't put off the things that you can really do today you know like my wife and i we we bought a shore house we bought a piece of land and built our dream house that was after the surgery um that happened because i realized that all the th all the reasons we had for waiting first of all they were not really logical reasons but we always just thought we had more time Right. And we almost didn't have more time. So by the way, I love the name is it's something is like seize the day. What's yeah, what's... seize seize the day. You know, that's what we named this the the shore house. And um and you know, so just recognize that and and just just understand that um every day truly is is a gift to be grateful for and to um take care of yourself too. Like, you know, listen, I'm not the poster child for cardiovascular disease. I, I've been racing bicycles for 25 years and I ride a bike. 100, 125 miles a week. So I don't really look like somebody that should have heart disease, right? But it was genetics, just the way it goes. Um, so, um, you know, take care of yourself. You know, there's a lot of people depending on you. There's a lot of people who want you to stick around um, and put your health first. Um, I know as entrepreneurs, we're all about grinding and, you know, who can grind the most seems to get the <laughs> most the most accolades. And, and yeah, I, you know, I grinded, you know, I still grind, 
my my fair share. Um, but I'm trying to smell the roses a, a bit more and, and just recognize no, that. Thank you. Know, you. Thank you, you know, for sharing. And, and I still remember last week and I've been going through with my like left eye. Uh, I was yeah, I remember you said that, bloody, yeah. bloody vision. And I was waiting for my doctor appointment. Like there was no appointment. And then I got it for next week. But I texted you. We were chatting. You said, Mandeep, it's your eye. Like, just like get that. Like, you know, just see the doctor as soon as possible. And I showed it yeah. on the same day. I'm still on steroid uh, eye drops, but, but yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Uh, thanks for sharing your yeah. journey. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Your gratitude like radiates off of you <laughs> to me that you're a very grateful person. You've had an experience like that. Um, and I just want to say to anyone listening, if you've been affected by kick charge, which is a lot of people and you want to make maybe a testimonial video, um, or if you want to reach out to Kick Charge um, to contact Dan and his team about rebranding your company and transforming the way that you guys do things, uh, who are the best people for them to reach out to, Dan? Sure, they could always reach out to me. They could go to our website at kickcharge.com and fill out a contact form and somebody on the team will get back to them. Um, and um, yeah, and I would say too, like, and I'm not trying to plug my book because like no one ever writes a book to make any money, right? But if people <laughs> are starting a business or thinking about starting the business or they're a few years into it and maybe things aren't going exactly the way they had thought, you know, I wrote the book branded, not blanded, sort of as a roadmap for people to follow. Like I wish more people had read that book before they started their businesses because I think it would save so much heartache and money down the road. Um, but read the book. Like I, I, that's one of the nice things about the book too, is I get so much great feedback. And a lot of the feedback is I wish I had read this sooner. So in my mind, I'm, I'm on this mission to try to get in as many hands as possible, as soon as possible so that they don't keep making these mistakes if possible. Yeah. Right. We're going to link it below too. So. Yeah, we're going to link it. It's one of one of the best books I've read. And I got like inspired that I want to open like, you know, my uh, like home service company, maybe trades. <laughs> so that's what it does to you. Yeah, because yeah. I got it too. At the, I don't know if you remember, you're at your booth. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm like, I got $20 cash. Give me that book because <laughs> I there's nothing that I've wanted more than a trade specific branding book. Mm -hmm. is, to me it's like christmas so yeah. absolutely get your hands on that and, and you know click the link below for that yeah we'll, awesome. we'll definitely link everything and dan you like you mentioned right you don't make money from those books and appreciate i think uh what you have uh, written in that it's 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 gold i think everyone should grab a copy of that thank you i appreciate and again, that and it was like amazing to have you on our show a lot of like good insights about branding a lot of things have good things happening with tommy and uh, Shreya and I, we are excited to meet you. At, yeah, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, it seems uh, like, right? It's like a month, I think, 30 days. 30 days. Uh, we'll see you at Profit Rocket. Profit Rocket, and Home Service Freedom, a lot of other events. And yeah, uh, yeah. it was fantastic. Thank, thank you to the listeners. And uh, Shreya, you want to wrap up, like close? Well, till next time, thank you so much for your support. Once again, every week, everybody that tunes in and listens and uh, you should contact kick charge and transform your company because I've, I've seen, I've seen it in real life, in real time, what it does to companies. And I could definitely attest to that. I actually went through uh, a Dan rebrand when I was in the field in HVAC. So I saw the effects as an employee of it and it's amazing. 
Um, so thanks so much for coming on the show. And until uh, next time.